This is the I Read Comic Books Podcast, and I am your host, not Mike Rappin. I am Daniel Martinez, uh, and this week I'm joined by two new chapters of your favorite manga, Kate Lanfear. Hello. And Paloma. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, on today's episode, we will be talking about some exciting stuff, including a lot of your favorite manga apps. But uh, let's go into the two quest- two legally mandated questions that I am obligated to as the fill-in host. Uh, Mike went off to look for the AllSpark or something. I'm not really sure what he's doing. So we are in charge this week. Saving the world. Yep. So let's get started. Kate, how are you? How have comic books been? I've been good. I, uh, I might have watched the new Red, White, and Royal Blue movie maybe five times in the last eight days that it's been out. So uh, we need to wrap this up real quick so I can add one more to my, to my watch list. Um, really enjoying that adaptation. Um, speaking of adaptations, I read Fangirl Volume 3 by Rainbow Rowell and uh, adapted by Gabby Nam. This is a manga-style adaptation of Rowell's novel by the same name. Um, It's a YA novel um, originally, and then they adapted it to comics. And I love that fact because that doesn't happen a whole lot. Normally, it's movies or or going the opposite direction, comics to books. Um, So this, uh, this series, Fangirl, the plan is for it to be adapted into four volumes and so i've read the first two volumes a few times and volume three came out last week um and i have read that since then and um i think that the way that this has been adapted is great like the pacing is really good i i really enjoy all of the characters in this story and they're kind of all a little sarcastic and i love that you can see them roll their eyes instead of just reading about it Um, this story is about um, a girl named Kath who's just entering college and she's a writing major, but she's only ever written fan fiction before. And in this story, the story, the story that she's writing fan fiction about is kind of a, you know, a boy goes to goes to magic school, falls in love with his uh, nemesis there. Um, and it's uh, her her fan fiction, at least version of it is, is a love story. Um, but this character, Kath is struggling with like her, her sick dad at home, um, her, uh, this guy that she's getting a crush on her roommate, who's becoming, whether or not her roommate is becoming her friend or not, or if she's just being nice, you know, um, that, uh, that early college concern. And also her twin sister is becoming more independent. Whereas Kath is like, no, wait, I need you. <laughs> So I feel like uh, I feel like volume three is kind of everything that Kath has been worrying about kind of comes to a head in this volume. And she's starting to have to deal with these things and figuring out who like um, what these new relationships are and like what how what her own relationships, how those are changing with her family. And then um, there's a couple of things that I that I really like about this. I've already mentioned the characters, but also the fan fiction that she's writing. You actually see it illustrated on the page. Sometimes it's a whole page. Sometimes it's a whole spread. And I I just really like the way that they've handled that. I think that it's really clever. Um, this whole like story within a story, um, which is a fictional fan fiction of another story. Look, it's good. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I, I do want to I do want to mention, like, for the most part, this is a very wholesome uh, uh, kind of YA early college story. But but there is like a lot of anxiety. This char- this character has a lot of anxiety and there her dad has some unnamed mental health issue where he goes on like week long hyper fixations. So um, just warning for for that kind of um, that kind of issue in this book. But I think that it's handled really 
um, sympathetically and nicely and, and well. So yeah, I highly recommend Fangirl. I mean, who ha- who doesn't deal with that anxiety of like, do people like me or are they just being polite? Right. right? Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is my fan fiction good or are people on the internet just being nice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, been there. <laughs> who hasn't? Uh, all right. Well, uh, Paloma, how are you and how are comic books on your end? I'm doing pretty dang great, Danny. It's summertime, so I'm just living the high life. And comics have also been stellar. Had a lot more time to catch up on some books I've been meaning to read, like That Texas Blood, Volume 1 and 2 by Chris Condon and Jacob Phillips from Image Comics. And I'm not typically a Western girly by any means, but like Jacob Phillips' art like really pulled me in. Uh, he also does New Burn by Chip Zdarsky, and I'm just such a fan of his work. And that Texas blood I learned, we followed a 70-year-old sheriff named Joe Bob. I think it's set in <laughs> Ambrose County. Ambrose, Don't quote Texas. me on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And just a bunch of weird stuff, kind of like more on the tragic side of things goes down. It's like Joe Bob reflecting on past and present cases and wondering is there like something sinister in the soil that's like bringing these kind of devastating cases to the area and i loved it i i need more western stuff and i can't wait for volume three i like following this old man way more than i thought i would it's just (laughs) really really good stuff yeah, I don't read a lot of westerns either, but every once in a while, for for some reason in comics specifically, I'll I'll end up really enjoying a western story. Still not in any other medium for the most part though. <laughs> yeah. Right. I feel like everyone on the show has at least grabbed one of these books once. Like, I think I go back and remember. Uh, and then even Mike talked about, you know, like at the top of his pile last week was the Engfield Gang book, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. also related to this. But it's it's in the past. So you can kind of jump onto that one without catching up. Uh, I also want to catch up. So that's great to hear, Paloma, because I, I, I am also not a Western person usually, but sometimes they just hit real good. Yeah. And then what about you, Danny? What have what have you been reading? How are you doing? Well, I'm doing very well. Uh, trying to survive the heat. Uh, instead of a uh, West Michigan Weather Watch uh, this week, uh, I'm giving you the Texas, that Texas Weather Watch instead. Uh, <laughs> and let me tell you, it's just hot, like really hot. <laughs> That's the As we were, it's hot. Yeah, it's hot. It's gonna be hot. It's hot. It's been hot. It's gonna be hot for the rest of the week. Uh, like we're talking one, 110 is going to be our like high on one of these days. That's around like mid forties for our rest of the world, uh, degrees. <laughs> right. Uh, but man, yeah. So it's, it's nice to stay indoors and, uh, read comics. And that's what I did. Uh, I wanted to stay in a cool state of mind. So I read alien <laughs> thaw to bring, uh, to bring some continuity to the show. Because this was uh this was Tia's pick uh last week as well and I, it's also that's also something I want to read. Uh, this is by Declan Shalvey with art by Andrea Brocardo, uh, Ruth Redman in colors and letters by Clayton Cowles. Uh, and of course this is an alien book, so you probably already know the story. But let me give you a quick synopsis. Talbot Engineering is under new management, and its chief scientist Batiazan will do just about anything to get her family out of the icy moon where they've been conducting research on water conservation or have they, cause you know, it's an alien book. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, 
I really like it because like these alien stories, um, they, they still find a way to like add twists and turns and different things. Um, there's a, every time I watch like a new alien thing, like a movie or a comic and they finally reveal like, uh, what are they called? Uh, the robots, whatever. I forget the name. That's how bad of an aliens fan I am. Um, the <laughs> synthetics. Uh, every time that happens on any story, I'm like, oh, what? That's, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> uh, it, it always blows my mind. And so uh, this one also has a lot of really gruesome stuff because it's a xenomorph alien story as well. Uh, but Declan Chauvey is a fantastic writer. I like a lot of his stuff. I just got caught up on Old Dog as well from Image. So I really, really enjoyed this one. Uh, I recommend it. I think this team is staying on uh, for the for the next arc as well, which is going to be a completely different story. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I like alien books. so uh, yep. And this one's about the cold. Uh, <laughs> Kate, well, what else have you been reading? Uh, surprising no one. It's more manga. Um, that's <laughs> This is called Our Not-So-Lonely Planet Travel Guide, Volume 1 and 2. This is by nice. Mone Sorai, and the translator was listed, and which was nice, and that is that is uh, Katie Kimura. I actually read this on Hoopla. Um, I know that we've, we've got some manga apps to talk about later, but um, Hoopla has also started carrying manga, which is exciting. I'll talk more about that later. Um, it, this series combines a lot of elements that I that I like to see in, in like kind of all of the media that I consume, which is um, which is like physical journeys, um, like relationship building, strong characters. Um, these two in this story, two Japanese men are traveling the world together, and every chapter of this manga takes place in a different country, or sometimes in like a transition phase between the two. Um, and sometimes they speak some other languages, English and Italian has come up, but for the most part, they're just finding locals who also speak some Japanese and like <laughs> making some friends that way. And, um, there's all, this is also like uh, a little bit of a food manga. Like they have to try like a local dish everywhere that they go and they, they get really into that. And this has the trope of like one of them is is more of an extrovert and one of them's more of like an anxious introvert. But I'm fine with that. It's adorable. <laughs> um, and they uh, they get one another to kind of step outside their comfort zones a little bit, and they usually have a good time. Um, and then they're also together. They're dating, and they plan to get married. And um, I I just love it. Like that's like not even the point of the manga. It's really not a romance manga at all. But I just love this little like they have these little moments that are really cute. Um, together and uh, the the first two volumes occasionally reference a health problem of the the more introverted character that was kind of it seems like that was kind of the instigating factor that caused them to like plan their engagement and travel the world beforehand Um, but it hasn't actually detailed what that health problem was Um, so there's there's four volumes of this in Hoopla I've read the first two and they haven't they haven't told me what happened to this guy oh, yet. No. Um, oh, no. So, so, like, I'm reading this story because I like the story, but also I'm like, I have to know. <laughs> is he is he okay now? Like, he's clearly traveling, but will he be okay? <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, this is uh, this is our not-so-lonely planet travel guide. It's uh, slow and, and sweet, and I plan to read all of it. Oh, very cool. Is it all on Hoopla? Like, all the volumes are available there I- now? I don't know if it's the whole thing and I don't know if it's finished yet. Um, oh. But there's a, let's see here. 
the internet tells me that there are four volumes and there are four volumes on Hoopla. So, oh, yeah, that's cool. nice. Now, Paloma, it sounded like you had read this before, or maybe a little heard of this before. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this series. I read up to volume three and it's just so wholesome. I really yeah. like the art style and the expressions that the characters have. And I, I am a sucker for like golden retriever partner yeah. and more <laughs> anxious, like Great Dane partner. The the anal- analogy that I've been seeing online is you've got your golden retriever and your black cat. Um, oh partner yes. mix. Yeah. Well, as cute. long as as long as that food is drawn very deliciously, I think oh, that's yeah. uh, always something to look forward to. Uh, that's usually my favorite part when they do like food stuff. I'm like, Ooh, what is that? Even though I probably never ate it and maybe, maybe never will. I'm like, Ooh, what is that? That looks good. Yeah. Yeah. This raw fish looks amazing with the face, uh, face still on it. And I'm like, I would never eat this in real life, but they're making it look great. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, Paloma, what else have you been reading? I was waiting for the release of volume nine of how do we relationship by Tammy full. I'm a big fan of this series. It takes place. Um, we follow some high school, no college freshmen, excuse me, some college freshmen. They become fast friends and they find out they're both lesbians. So naturally you're like, what are the chances? Let's start dating. And it's kind of like looking at this randomly started relationship. Maybe they're not as compatible as they thought. And then seeing how that relationship changes and there's a ton of angst. There's so much angst, but it started off very funny. And Volume 9 has a really good mix of pretty powerful emotions and characters reflecting on like being gay when they were in high school and maybe not having the best time. And then kind of like the power of friendship and just finding comfort in each other. And I was waiting for this to drop on the Viz app, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, I'm a big fan of the series. The art is really cute. I do think that sometimes I'm like, oh God, this is way too dramatic. And it's one of those (laughs) series where as like a 30-year-old adult, I'm like, hmm, girls, what if you just talked to each other about your feelings (laughs) and problems? So there's there's a lot of that frustration, but I'm I'm in it for the long haul. I mean, I can see that you're in you're in volume nine has now, going this far into a, a series, have you ever felt like the story kind of repeats itself or maybe a little like have the characters truly evolved? Like, I don't know how a relationship manga for nine volumes seems like a lot, but I'm not a writer, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would say the relationship has evolved. Um, there was one volume, I'm going to say maybe volume six or seven, where it took a turn where I was like, I don't know how we're going to come back from this one. It was so bad. I thought about dropping it. And then like immediately the next volume, I was like, oh, okay. This is okay now. Yeah. I know that Brian reads this too. He likes it. All all relationships have their uh, rough patches and I guess volume six or seven those years. So (laughs) yes. Well, I, uh, I'm doing a very bad job as a host because in a manga episode, I didn't read any manga for the week. Oh no. Uh, At least not. Pause, at least come not, back later. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, at least nothing to talk about. Uh, and on, that was only because there's been so many number one comics that I want to check out. Like, it's ridiculous, especially. And this is this is for Mike uh, related to X-Men stuff and Fall of X. Uh, 
Uh, I read Alpha Flight number one. This is written by Ed Brizen with art by Scott Godlowski, colors by Matt Miller, and letters by Travis Lanham. Uh, in this book, we have uh, the Alpha Flight team saving Canada from the mutant menace. Guardian Puck, Snowbird, and Shaman return as a terrestrial Alpha Flight burst onto the scene. Uh, but what schism will pit these heroes against their former teammates, Aurora, Northstar, Nemesis, and Fang. We'll talk about Fang in a minute because that's a new name for an old mutant you may know. So, yeah, this is all coming out of uh, the, the Hellfire Gala, Fall of X. I, I wish I need to talk to Mike about that and we haven't done so on the podcast. And I'm very frustrated because there's a lot to discuss. Uh, but I I rarely read Alpha Flight. I just don't find the team very interesting. Uh, but what brought me to this book was Ed Brisson. I like the stuff he's doing over at DC with uh, Joker Incorporated and some of the other books that he's writing. Uh, and I was like, I'll give this a shot. You know, it's a number one. Uh, and oh boy, I was very, very surprised at how much I enjoy this book, like about these characters, because it really feels like uh, Alpha Flight. Like, so me, everyone's mad at mutants now, everyone on Earth. But this <laughs> happens in Canada. And I'm like, okay, how does Canada react to all this? And of course, they, they put the Alpha Flight team on it. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is Alpha Flight now like fighting for the fascist? What's happening here? This is not what I want in a book. Uh, but of course, there's there's so much more to the book than that, which I was very surprised. Um, also, I, I need to talk about uh, Wolverine's kid, Dokken, who is now going by Fang and who's now wearing like this this like full body onesie that the, the original Fang used to wear. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet out a picture uh, whenever this comes out because people need to see this outfit. It is, it is amazing. It looks it looks so weird for for Dokken to be wearing that. So, but I had a I had a lot of a really good time reading this uh, this this number one. It was it was hard to pick which number one I was gonna talk about uh, on the show, but but this one was very surprising. So. I have one more book that I just want to touch on real quick. This one actually comes out next week. Uh, it's called The Schlub from Image Comics, written by Ryan Stegman and Kenny Porter with art by Tyrell Cannon. Colors by Mike Spicer and letters by John J. Hill. Uh, a failing dentist, Royer Dalton, blames the world for his problems until he's body swapped with the world's greatest superhero. Can Roger save the Earth and finally prove that he's not a loser or is everyone doomed? Uh, so this is like Freaky Friday with super heroic stuff, and I am here for it. Uh, the The book does a really fun job of ma- like balancing the com- the comedy of like the body swap and all the nonsense that's happening there, but still bring you like there's some superhero stuff that needs to happen and and some superhero stuff that can get very gritty and stuff. So it's a, it's a really weird uh, it's a really weird mix, but I think it really works. Also, I think, you know, Ryan Stegman and, Bo- and Kenny Porter are both uh, creators that I follow for a long time now. Uh, so I'm glad they're off doing something for themselves as, as a creator-owned book. So uh, I really enjoyed this one. This one will be out. If you're listening to this uh, on the day of when it drops, it'll be out that Wednesday. So very much looking forward to seeing what people say about this one. But yeah, that's all I've read there. So I think we can take... a. Uh, a quick break and then we'll come back do the top of our pile and then get into our main topic 
welcome back from the break. Uh, we will not be looking at what's on the top of our piles. Uh, first, to kind of change the order like Mike did last week, we're going to start with the Discord picks. So thanks to the folks listening live on the Discord and letting us know what you're reading. Uh, this week, Hannah's reading a bunch of stuff, and I'm going to let it slide because Mike's not here, so we can do whatever we want. Uh, the Return and Death of Superman. All-Star Superman and Romans of the Three Kingdoms. That's a lot of Superman, which I'm, which I'm on board with. And Simon's reading TMNT crossover with Stranger Things, which take two things that people like and smash them together. That's Sounds the comic fun. book's way. Yeah. 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 Uh, but Kate, what's on the top of your pile? So I found this volume at a thrift store. Um, which is very exciting. This is a uh, flight volume two. This is an anthology edited by Kazu Kibuishi. And then it has a whole lot of creators as anthologies do. This was actually published in 2007. So this came out like quite a while ago. And when I saw this sitting on a bookshelf in this giant two story thrift store in gosh, Chelsea, grass Lake, Michigan, there we go. Um, I was out with my family. We were like my folks and my brother. We were just kind of wandering around the small towns as we do, stopping into thrift stores as we do, finding the book section. And I found the one graphic novel in the entire store, which was this. And I and I was like, Flight, that sounds familiar. Um, well, it turns out that volume one has been on my to-read list for years. Um, and they did not have volume one, but it's, a, it's an anthology. So I think that it's probably okay that I skipped to volume two. Um, and this, uh, this entire book is about, like, it's around the theme of flight and the different ways that people interpret that and choose to tell stories about that. Um, and just flipping through this, I'm seeing a lot of, like, sci-fi style art. So I'm expecting quite a bit of sci-fi, but um, based on reading the description online a little bit, there might be some nonfiction here, too. So I'm, I'm excited to see how people have interpreted um, the theme for this anthology. And also volume two actually has better reviews, like glowing reviews in comparison to volume one, which also is revealed well, but like, like a couple points lower 3.8 on volume one, 4.2 on volume two. So that's, that's a little bit of a spread. Um, it seems like I got the better one by happenstance. Um, <laughs> um, and I don't read a lot of, a lot of anthologies, but man, like finding this in the middle of nowhere, in Michigan, um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited that I found <laughs> that I found this book. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds neat. Macklemore never talked about uh, comic books when he went thrift shopping. <laughs> um, a very specific uh, reference there. Uh, yeah, but I feel like I've heard of this this anthology before. Maybe somebody on the on the show might have talked about it or something else. Maybe they talked about the first volume, and that's why we don't yeah. remember it as much. Yeah, because it's not it's not as exciting as the second one. So you'll have to let us know. Yeah, it's big uh, too. Thought. There's a lot of pages in this book, so it might take me a minute. Okay, good. Getting a uh, bang for your buck there at the thrift yeah. shop. My my fifty cent book. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good return on investment. Um, yeah, Paloma, what about you? What's on the top of your pile? Well, this book comes out Wednesday, and it is Dark Knights of Steel, issue number 12, the final part to this epic saga by Tom Taylor, writer. And then the last few issues, including issue 12, has been drawn by Yasmin Putri. And the first several issues of this series like rocked my world. Issue 1 came out in no November 2nd of 2021. For context, everybody, we are now... August something of 2023 and 
the series admittedly lost steam just because there was some major delays and I forgot things as one does and I was too lazy to reread, but I'm excited for this finale just to see how it all wraps up. The last like issues 10 and 11 I felt like were very fast. Don't know if I'm using that as a negative or just as a neutral, but we'll we'll see how this this wraps up. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, I, I I'm a big fan of this book as well. The this series is so weird because uh, publication wise too, like Paloma mentioned, but like they released three issues and then they released an issue collecting those three issues, mm-hmm. and, and then they did more. So like they were really biding their time, and and like Paloma mentioned, Jasmine Putrie, I think. Jasmine started the art and then they had fill-in artists and then Jasmine came back. So like there, there's probably been so much happening with this book, but uh, I'm looking forward to, to the last issue as well, because I think the the idea of a, a DC universe in the medieval times uh, is just really fun. And, and Tom mm-hmm. Taylor knows how to play with those Elseworlds type of stories very well. So very excited uh, to, to read the book and then also to hear what you have to say about it, Paloma, if it was worth the wait, uh, yeah. a year and a half afterwards um okay well uh for my top of the pile uh i'm also reading a finale but also kind of a beginning so i'm, I'm reading <laughs> i'm reading daredevil 1 through 14 this is the last version of daredevil uh written by chip sadarsky with art by marco Cicchetto, colors by matthew wilson and letters by clayton cowles uh, i'm picking up after devil's reign so after that event I took a break because I knew Sidarsky was approaching the last of the story he was trying to tell with Daredevil. So I was like, I'm just going to wait. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll read everything at once. There's also, this book also crosses over with Jason Aaron's Punisher. So that should be pretty fun to see Daredevil and the Punisher kind of work together or, or maybe fight each other. I don't know. I don't know exactly what, how that's going to go. Uh, but Sidarsky's run so far has been amazing. Like, any book that Sadarsky's writing, I'll definitely recommend. But uh, this one just really worked very well. I feel like he had a whole plan going in, and fortunately, not a lot of things changed editorially for 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 him, because that's sometimes what gets in, gets in the way of a good run. Uh, Marvel's editorial, like, oh, we got this crossover, or we got this event <laughs> that needs to happen. So, uh, luckily, Daredevil was not involved in any of that stuff, from what I can remember. So, very excited for this one. Uh, I know a lot of people are out there already putting spoilers, so be careful if you haven't caught up on Daredevil because, man, the internet is not forgiving when it comes to telling you what just happened on comic books. Yeah. Dang. So before our main topic, uh, I want to remind everyone to make sure to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Goodreads. We don't use uh, Twitter as much now because the website's burning up or whatever. Uh, but we're also <laughs> we're also on YouTube, and you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Uh, but now, let's get into our main topic. So we, we were talking about this topic a little while ago, about, like, there's all these new apps where we can read manga. And we kind of want to compare them and tell you a little bit about our experiences with them. So maybe you can decide which one best suits your manga needs. Uh, I feel like everyone has different manga needs. So why don't we get started? Uh, Well, let's talk a little bit about our experience with some of these first, and then we'll get into more specifics on each app. So, Kate, do you want to kick us off with uh, some of the ones that you use and stuff like that? 
Yeah. Um, so I actually didn't read comics on, on apps for a long time. And what got me into it was actually the release of the K-Manga app. This is uh, this is Kadansha's app that released, I think, back in May. And then since then, I've kind of been checking out the other ones very slowly. So most of my experience is with K-Manga. I pretty much am on there every day, at least to like log in, collect my free ticket thing that I'll dig into. Um and then I've also I've also checked out um, Viz and Shonen Jump, which are very similar, both from the same publisher. It's just have like slightly different catalogs. Um, and I've, I've only read a few things on there trying to figure out, like, do I really need both of these apps on my tablet mostly? <laughs> um, and then and then since these apps have been putting out or these publishers have been putting out their own apps. I also logged into Hoopla the other day to try to download some things before I went on a trip. And I realized that Hoopla has an entire manga section now, most of which is from the publisher Tokyo Pop. And um, I feel like that is uh, makes makes it really accessible for people that don't want another app or don't read a lot of manga. I had like nine checkouts available from from my library for Hoopla. So I got Basically, I read nine volumes of manga for free this month um, through that. So Hoopla also has a has has a good reader uh, that I'll dig into a little later because it's not perfect. <laughs> but that's what my experience is. Cool. Uh, Paloma, how about you? What's your experience with these manga apps? How'd you get on them? I think two years ago, I wanted to just finish Demon Slayer. And so I got into the Shonen Jump app. At the time, who can re- resist a dollar ninety nine subscription yeah. on your phone? And it was just once you get that subscription, you can binge pretty much everything. I wasn't looking to get caught up necessarily on any ongoing series, but then that, of course, happens eventually. Um, so that one's been my main one. And then in May, a day before the K Manga app, uh, Viz decided to be. Um, quite cheeky, and they released <laughs> their new new app a day before uh, Kodansha released theirs. And this one has a lot more variety of stuff. It has some shoujo, has some Junji Ito stuff, still some shonen, and then a bunch of other like prolific creators. So I got that, and I've I've been digging it. Oh, it has Nana on there, so that's a pretty big deal. And I think before the Viz one, I got this one called Manga Plus, which seems Viz or Shueisha related. And I just got it because I saw someone on Twitter recommend a manga. They're like, I can't wait for these weekly chapters. And I was like, I've never seen that in my life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, same, same. Cool. Uh, Well, let me tell you a quick story. A long time ago, I used to subscribe to the physical version Oh, the Shonen Jump wow. app. So I was a, and I only mainly did it because I wanted the Yu-Gi-Oh card promos that came on there every once in a while. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best reason. It, it had nothing to do with me reading manga. Uh, and then a little while after, like this is all way before these apps were even available. Uh, but then I did get into manga. I started reading some uh, through many devious ways because I didn't know how to legally read like manga, Mm -hmm. which is wild to, to think about that now. Uh, so when they announced that, that, uh, you could get, you know, some, some apps like Shonen Jump, especially at the, like Paloma mentioned $1.99, or I think, I think I did the $25 a year the first Mm -hmm. time they announced it. And I was like, that's such a good deal. Like, if I could have spent $25 a long time, that's what the, that's what the subscription used to cost to the magazine. 
oh, for the yearly stuff wow. and and they would send it to your house so and, and it, it's kind of it's a it's a trimmed down version of what you get in japan uh because you don't get all all the manga i guess they don't translate all of them maybe so but yeah it was really kind of neat to go back and and catch up on that uh i've also used the comiXology f- uh, unlimited for some of their manga uh my big complaint there is that sometimes their lettering looks like it wasn't done by uh it's not as high a quality i'll say as the lettering in some of the other apps yeah. i don't want i don't want to throw anybody under the bus or like you know crap on their work uh but but yeah now i i have pretty much all the other ones as well so uh, let's dig down a little bit more individually into some of these. So, uh, Paloma, you have some details. Can you get us kicked off with the Shonen Jump app? Yeah, so the Shonen Jump app now, it's two ninety nine a month. It raises a little. I still think that's a really Inflation, great price. Inflation, am I right? Yeah. Inflation. And so I use this series, or this app, excuse me, like at least once a week, multiple times a week to keep up on my regular like weekly shonen dr- drops like Jujutsu Kaisen, Sakamoto Days, Chainsaw Man, and some of the big ones I just named, like Jujutsu Kaisen, Sakamoto Days, those drop on Sundays, so I'm at 11 a.m., <laughs> get my little coffee ready, go through and catch up, and Chainsaw Man comes out on Tuesdays, maybe, and what's cool about uh, the app is that it lets you know how many days until the next chapter, so if there's going to be like a two-week break, or like they're going on a hiatus, kind of. They'll let you know, which I think is really awesome and really easy to read. It You're swiping as if you're reading a manga right to left, question mark. Mm-hmm. Great for screenshots. Get a lot of good reaction images. And <laughs> I would say there's like a good variety. It's all shonen, so keep that in mind. It's all kind of like aimed at like teen boys most of the characters are boys, so sometimes it gets quite derivative and, and boring, in my opinion, what they have to offer, because I'm not, even though they have a variety of, like, Haikyuu, and then you have your, like, Demon Slayer, there could there could be more girl stuff, in my opinion, but again, it's Shonen Jump. I know what I'm signing up for. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, Kate, have you used the Shonen Jump app? Are you, are you a fan? I only used it for like long enough to go through. Okay. So I do have to say that Shonen Jump and Viz have probably like the best UI user interface, in my opinion. It's like, it's really easy to browse, which is a big thing that I'm, I feel like I'm missing in a lot of the other apps um, is just the ease of browsing, jumping to like, you know, everything that starts with L and you can just like favorite stuff as you're browsing. You don't have to like get into a series view or anything. So what I did is I went through um, Shonen Jump and I favorited all the things I thought I was interested in. And then that's like that saved when I opened the Viz app. I could see if they had the same thing. It was already favorited. So I kind of took like I took some time and I went through and I figured out what Shonen Jump had that Viz didn't have. And it was like two short series and so i read those and then deleted shonen jump so (laughs) (laughs) sorry shonen jump but viz has more of my speed that's fair way to save a dollar too yeah yeah (laughs) uh cool uh well i mean to kind of build off of that i i also use mainly the shonen jump app and it's because a lot of the stuff we talked about uh i really like the ios ios interface because i usually I either use it on my iPhone or my iPad, and they both look great. Uh, mm-hmm. To Paloma's point, 
um, when I'm doing so right now, I'm currently watching the the anime Bleach Thousand Year Blood War arc, and I wow. like to go back. I like to watch the episode uh, on Hulu when it drops, and then go to the Shonen Jump app and check out like, oh, what chapters are they covering? Like, and take a look at some of the the key visuals and stuff. Like, just try to see how the adaptation it looks for. Uh, you know, compared to the anime, which I'm very excited. So I'm kind of rereading Bleach uh, as as the anime goes. Um, and I also, I, I, monthly, I usually read, or weekly, I, I read uh, Dragon Ball Super, which that one's a monthly one. So that one's a little hard to keep up with. Boruto is also monthly. Uh, Akane Abashi is one of the ones that kind of came out of nowhere. And Ooh, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. I don't know if that's in both apps. That seems like it would be. Uh, you guys can tell me more because I, I don't use the Viz app a lot. Uh, and then Kaiju number eight, which is one that I started with from the ground floor. Uh, I read it every week. I'm a little behind, but I read it almost every week. And then I do go by and collect the the physical release when it's out. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like the Shonen Jump app. It's geared at, for sure, like the stuff I like because I, I'm a big fan of the Shonen stuff. Although now, now that I've... Uh, talk to more manga with you guys like I see like oh this also sounds fun and it's not shown it and I can also go read it uh, so speaking of that let's talk about the Viz app now Paloma I'm gonna throw it back to you because you did such a good job on the nuts with so these details uh, so how can you tell us a little bit about the Viz app yeah so the Viz app again just dropped in May probably I did not fact check that $1.99 a month that's pretty sick and it feels like it feels like there's more. Again, there's like iconic shoujo series like Nana. You got Junji Ito works on there. It's so like Master of Horror Junji Ito, which is a pretty big deal. Then you kind of have, I don't know what to categorize, Tayumatsu Moto's work, the creator of like Sunny and Ping Pong. So you have like this other prolific artist and they do spotlights. I I'm just now remembering they have a huge body of Rumiko Takahashi works. They're created like Inuyasha and Ranma one half. So if you like manga, you can now read it digitally and maybe you just hadn't had access to it before. Or if you're just looking to see what manga has to offer, you have like a huge catalog of these like prolific creators, which I think is awesome. And the Viz app also will release like, I don't know if any of the series on there are weekly, but they'll release new chapters of ongoing series like Comey Can't Communicate, Call of the Night. Um, what I found personally to be a great offense towards me was that they had like current chapters of How Do We Relationship, which I've been following, uh, but they were missing a huge chunk of the back catalog. And I think their catalog, their back catalog just reflects what manga has been released physically to U.S. audiences. And I found that egregious. I know there's a lot that they have to put on there. How dare um, they? I know I was bam. I'm like, why would I read the five current chapters? But I have three volumes I'm behind on. I did. I did read the current chapters. I'm not going to lie. I did that. <laughs> but. Besides that, I do think that Viz has a lot of promise and maybe they'll change speculation only. Maybe they'll change that up and just throw on the whole back catalog. I don't know what their marketing ploy is, but I really like the app. Cool. Uh, 
Kate, you want to you want to tell us a bit more about your experience with this one, since it uh, seems that this is your preferred app between Viz and Shonen. Yeah, they just have uh, yeah, like like Paloma said, they just have a uh, Shonen Jump on the Shonen Jump app, and I and I like a wider variety of of genre, I guess, um, in my apps, um, in my manga, and. Um, I don't really understand what they've chosen to put on the Viz app in comparison to the Shonen Jump app because it definitely seems like they could put all of Shonen Jump on there and then just have one app. I don't really understand the decision making, but it is cheaper. So it's only $1.99 a month right now and it's got more of what I would like to read on there. Um, I guess in terms of like something that, that I suggest that you check out would be like Goodbye Airy by Tatsuki Fujimoto, which I wanted to take a minute because this has been out for like digitally. It's been out for a, a year or two, but they just did um, an English print edition and it and it made it onto the bestseller list of the New York Times for graphic novels. So that um, was super exciting wow. to see because I read it before it was printed. Um, so... <laughs> Ooh. Um, that was it, I really enjoyed that story. So <clears throat> yeah, every everyone else that's reading it now is just a poser. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it before. It was cool. <laughs> Very nice. Um, well, I so I also checked this one out when it came out. Which can we talk about? Like, I'm here for the pettiness of dropping your app a day before your competitor yeah. does it <laughs> without. <laughs> Without any warning, because I don't think like I don't stay up to date on all this, but I, I knew the K Manga app was dropping, but I don't think anyone knew that this was dropping an app or a second app. I didn't um, know, yeah. Which I'm on board with. I'm here for that drama because I could use the distraction. <laughs> the tea, the, the, the yeah, manga tea, sure. <laughs> manga tea. Uh, I, I I don't use it a lot, but I have checked out uh, Zom 100 Bucket List of the Dead, which the the big problem is that I'll check out an uh, an anime or a manga like that, and then the anime just drop, and I'm like, well, I could just watch it. I don't yeah. know, like I don't want I don't want to read it and spoil myself, and then watch the manga because usually I'll I'll watch an anime and then go back. Uh, I did have an issue with this one where it says that a lot of volumes are available. But then when you click on them, like you can't go to find where the chapters would be. Like they don't have, it feels like they, they're just selling you the volumes if you want them. Uh, but, they, but they're not selling you or they're not letting you read uh, the actual manga. I found this with uh, Rooster Fighter, which I was looking for because I, I bought the first volume of that physically. And I liked it and I haven't gone to pick up the second one. Uh, so I just wanted to read it for this. And I was like, oh, no, the Rooster Fighter is not on here. Like, I can see the volume, but I got to pay for them, which I want to pay for my manga, but not too much. Right. If we have a subscription service. Um, all right. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, I want to talk about, I guess, Paloma, you want to tell us about Manga Plus since it seems you're the only one that kind of has gone on to this one. Yeah. So I saw someone on Twitter just be like, I love the new update for you and I are polar opposites. And I was like, I've never heard of this. I've never heard of this manga in my life, but someone is reading it on some app. So then I went to my app store. It was a free app. This is the rare, to my knowledge, totally free app to read updates and then some certain back catalogs. It looked fake and scammy to me, but it's been real. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, it's been very real. It has 
cool stuff that isn't being serialized on any of the apps we've mentioned yet. Like you and I are polar opposites. There's this one that I'm reading called Blooming Love. Those are the only two ones that I'm reading on this app. But it updates weekly for like Sakamoto Days, Jutsu Kaisen, One Piece, Akane Banashi. And it has some back catalogs of Dandadan, which is a series that I really like that I think we have three or four volumes out in the US. And they have a back catalog. But my understanding is you can only read these the old chapters like once. I have I've been too scared to try it. <laughs> yeah, like I don't want to miss it and then not be able to read yeah. it. Yeah. But I like it so far. Some things do have different names. I feel like they call Kaiju number eight something else on this app, which hmm. I thought was interesting. But this one does have a lot of variety. Probably the back catalog is not as like significant or well-rounded as like Shonen Jump or even Viz. And it's mostly going to be in the shonen, seinen genre besides these couple romance ones I've mentioned. But I like it. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, other than it sounding like it's a made-up app, because <laughs> yeah. that, that, that was really funny. Like, I don't know if it's real, but we're going to try it out <laughs> because I want to read manga. Mm-hmm. Who hasn't gone down that rabbit hole of like, right. I need to get my hands on this content, so let's just check exactly. it out. My identity um, might be stolen, but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I need the next chapter. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, now, Kate, I'm going to throw it over to you. Can you tell us about the K-Manga? Because you, I feel like, well, if you listeners of the show, you've uh, read or you've already heard how much Kate has uh, gone in there and taken yeah. advantage of, of this app. So tell us a little bit more about this one. Yeah. Okay. So this is K-Manga from Kadansha, and it's got this weird ticketing points or free to read like hierarchy of content that's really like i'm annoyed about it like it's like kind of pedantic i'm like you gotta like work the system right and um but at the same time i'm also on it every day because i want you log on you get your your one free ticket um and then also like there are you can watch ads to unlock more points or more free tickets and and i feel like the longer that i've been on it and the more that i've checked it the more free tickets i'm getting and then when you go to a series usually the first volume in the series is just free to read no no like you don't have to do anything you don't have to spend anything um and then like like most of of the rest of the series you have to unlock it with those tickets that you earn every day um, and then I've noticed consistently that the last volume of every series is you have to uh, um, you have to unlock it with your points that you either earn or buy with real money, r- real money. And um, I've pretty much exclusively been looking at the completed series because I realized that I'm like I read all of Attack on Titan in like two, three months or something. So like I'm kind of burning through manga on this app. Um, and so I'm looking at completed titles and yeah that's pretty much pretty consistent you start with free you go to tickets you have to end with real money or points and i feel like that's a workable system if you're going to read a little bit every day and you're fine with just like a couple chapters or or a single volume but like i know that like renee will sit down and read all of all of the hundred chapters that you can read on the viz app in a day um no problem and that's i don't i don't read quite that prolifically um 
So the the kind of limit um, inherent in this system is is it's okay for me. I I've figured out how it works and and I can make it work for me. Um, the nice thing is that if you do use a ticket to unlock something, it's available for seventy two hours. So you've got a couple days um, to read it or to reread it. In my case, a few times. And then if you do unlock things with points, then you've you've purchased those. Those are yours. They will always stay in your library. There's like this kind of gray area, though. Like, I don't understand if you if you read something, if you read most of the series on tickets, you have to use tickets if you want to reread it again, unless you just want to reread your last volume that you've purchased again. So there's like this weird gray area about it. I'm I'm waiting for you to tell me that you have to invite two or three friends yeah. to try out the K manga to like yeah. to get more manga. Maybe <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. If so, um, there's probably some kind of benefit to get to recommendation recommending users. Um, it, I do have to say that the swiping right to left works just fine. It's built for this. It's it that works well. Um, I feel like my volumes list, my like my, I'm sorry, my favorited list. You can favorite things pretty easily, and it'll save them for you. But it doesn't, it doesn't um, alphabetize them or order them in any particular way. So that's weird. Um, uh, but it does encourage you to try new chapters because you can get you can get points for reading like a recommended daily chapter of something so i've definitely tried some things that i would not have tried otherwise sounds like the wild west over there yeah the- it is <laughs> i i feel like i'm complaining about this as much as i'm like k manga <laughs> gets me to read more manga but also <laughs> um Pal- paloma have you used this one i downloaded the app i'm prepped for the episode and I admittedly have not even, I don't even know where to begin. It does have a really nice variety of things. A lot of it I've never heard of. And then it has like the hottest stuff right now, like Tokyo Revengers and um, Blue Lock, for example. So that's cool to see like that folks can be current on that. But no, the the ticket stuff, I I just don't want to be told. I don't want to follow the system. I wanted to read at my own terms. But I do yeah. like that they have, like Kodantra has something right now because they do put out a lot of great work. I'm curious about the bunny mascot. I'd like to know more about them. There's a pink bunny on the oh, app. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless I have the wrong app. Yeah. yeah that was... There's a pink nope, bunny. You're right. Okay. The branding for this app is so weird because when I tried it, it really felt like, I just really felt like, man, I'm, I think I'm too old for this one. <laughs> because of the because of the ticketing like yeah. the ticketing thing and the the points and the gamification of the app yes. and I'm like I left this back when I stopped playing Farmville all right I'm yeah. not doing, oh yeah <laughs> I'm not doing analogy. this again uh but there's you know to y'all's point there's a lot of titles that I do like like I love Attack on Titan and Blue Lock Fire Force Parasite mm-hmm. like there's good stuff in there but I think for these titles uh, I rather just buy them. I bought a lot of Kodansha manga through like Humble Bundles. So I yeah. already have a lot of the stuff that I want from there. Uh, and then also from uh, Comixology when they used to put, I don't know if they still do. I really, because I bought so many Humble Bundles, I haven't even checked. And then Blue Lock, I buy that one physically. So I try not to double dip for some of that stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Hoopla. And I guess I should have mentioned this. We're all in the U.S., so I don't know if any of these apps work in the rest of the world. Yeah. So we apologize for that. So we're just giving you 
are uh, because I know Hoopla is definitely a, a US based because it works through our library system. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kate, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you've been reading Hoopla and how that works? Yeah, so um, I'm sure that if people have listened to this uh, podcast for a while, you'll have heard us talk about Hoopla. It's something that libraries could subscribe to, and Hoopla has its own. It kind of works like its own independent library system, where it has its own giant um, collection of things. Every library's Hoopla is going to be the same as the next library's Hoopla. Um, but but libraries do have to pay quite a lot of money for this service. Um, so if like every library is going to have a limit as to how many checkouts you get as a user per month, and then they're also going to have a limit as how to how many checkouts can happen within their system in a day. Um, so if you sometimes if you want to read something in Hoopla, um, you kind of have to get on there early in the day and and check it out because when my my library start first start subscribing to it, I would like start getting ready for bed 9 p.m. Go to check out something from Hoopla to read real quick, and they're 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 gone. They're done for the day. You can't. There's no more checkouts left. So closed. Um, yeah. So it depends on your your library, but otherwise it's really good because there's a ton on it. Um, and not just comics. Um, but um, so when I started uh reading more um digitally i i went to read to check out probably just something from like image or boom on hoopla to to go on vacation and i noticed that there was an entire new manga section and and i dug into that a bit and it's mostly from the tokyo pop publisher um so this um they they do have a good reader like i don't want to discourage people from reading on hoopla because their their display is really good um they they have clearly like put some time into making this a good comics reader except that manga reads right to left and um they seem to be aware of this because there is like a message when you go to check out hoopla that it's gonna read right to left but then you open it and about like half of them actually swipe the right way and sometimes it's in the same series like volume one of of my my travel manga swiped the correct direction and then this volume two didn't (laughs) wow wow yeah Uh, does it does it do the guided view on the manga um it will um i guess i haven't tested it because i like reading things like full page but i have i have like double tapped an accident and it will open guide and view so interesting because sometimes the guided view on on hoopla like they'll zoom in a lot for just a little piece of dialogue and then zoom back out yeah uh which you know yeah and uh, they're um they they do have like a favorites system that that is a little uh I have a lot of, of things favorited, so it's disorganized because of my personal usage. But um, and then they're they're they've got a browsing system that I also don't think is alphabetized, but it's easy to use. Um, and like when you start searching things, it comes up automatically if it's in there. So and if it doesn't, if it's not in there, and you type something in, it will bring up similar things, which is pretty nice. Um, so yeah, it's pretty pretty good in my opinion, especially for being a, a library system. Very cool. Yeah, I love Hoopla. I uh, um, once I found it, I was like, "Oh, there's no going back." And yeah, sometimes I feel weird about using a borrow for just like a single issue, but I'm like, "Well, if I don't get to it, then I'm just not going to read it." So yeah, they only have manga volumes on here. They don't have individual chapters, okay. so it's definitely worth your checkout. You know, here's ten pages. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be awful. <laughs> One of my uh, nine borrows for 10 pages. <laughs> all right. Uh, is there anything else we need to talk about some of these apps? Have you guys, I mean, I feel like we all kind of have our favorite uh, from the conversation. Yeah. I, 
and what are you guys reading on? Like, how new are your devices? I have a uh, whatever the latest iPad model is because I okay. I use it for drawing, so I I want I usually upgrade whenever it comes out. I have an iPhone 13 Mini. I do most of my reading on my like my app reading on my phone for like not wow. Hoopla. I'll use my um iPad, but for my manga, okay. I use my uh phone. I've got a an older model Android tablet and and sometimes it, there's a little bit of a lag on on opening something but once it's open it works perfectly fine i think it's like a tab e it's like three or four years old so oh nice okay uh well let's uh let's say our favorite app before we close out so we can tell everybody oh no Uh, and then maybe and then maybe throw out a recommendation of what you what like if you want somebody to read on that app uh so i'm gonna start with you first kate just because i think it'd be funnier this way (laughs) This is hard, like because okay, so uh, for like the the better value, easier to use uh, app, I'm gonna say it's probably Hoopla, um, and the Not So Lonely Planet Travel Guide is is what I've been reading, but also like the Fox and Little Tanuki is is a cute series that's pretty good also, and there's a lot of that on there. Um, but I do, I, I've been, uh, the K-Manga app has sold me for, for getting me to read every day. So um, I think my next read on that is probably going to be Perfect World, which Very is a cool. nice little romance story. All right. Paloma, what about you? I think ultimately I have to recommend the Viz Manga app. You can't beat that price point for the variety of works and... I'm going to recommend Insomniacs After School, even though you can't binge it yet, but it's a really good series. All right. Uh, well, I think uh, it's very clear that I prefer the Shonen Jump apps. <laughs> That's the one that I use, <laughs> I use the most. Uh, and I'm going to recommend Kaiju number eight because it's a, yeah. it's a beautiful, beautiful looking manga. Uh, the, and I'm a little concerned that they are now adapting it to... Um, to an anime and i hope that doesn't make me stop reading it but i'm so far ahead that i think i'll just keep going because it'll be like two completely different stories so there you have it folks uh reach out to us on all the social media let us know what you're reading on these apps and which one's your favorite uh feel free to send mike an email i'm sure that'll be the emails on the notes somewhere for the office episode i know he loves emails and tell mike not only what your ircb podcast at gmail.com yeah and tell mike I think that's it. But tell Mike not only what your favorite manga to read is, so he can also read it. Uh, and let him know what a, what a good job we did <laughs> without him on this episode. Uh, uh, next week's topic, you will have Mike back. You will also have Paloma back and Nick. And uh, we will have a commissioned episode, Opposable Plagiarism whatever that means i'm not on that episode so i haven't looked into it uh but i'm looking forward to hearing everybody talk about this uh infinish red is the best they do our music xander will invite you to watch anime if you're cool uh thank you everyone i want to thank kate i want to thank paloma and of course i want to thank kara who's proof listening this episode and until next time comics are good and so are you